You're listening to Filmed in Canada, where a podcast about Canadian movies. What was that? <laughs> you just just going for a little. Do, hey, 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 hey now, hey now. You're listening to Filmed in Canada. I don't know why. I feel like that's come up a few times. Hank Kingsley's character on the Larry Sanders show. Yeah, I think, I think it feels very natural to say "Hey now, hey now, hey, hey now, hey now." Yeah. Wait, this is it, right? This is the podcast? (laughs) Every time it can be and it cannot be. Doesn't matter. Let's just roll with it, man. Right. We are are already rolling. Yeah. You are listening to Filmed in Canada. We're a podcast about Canadian movies. Yep. Um, Which is kind of the opposite of the movie podcasts that are funny. How's that? Because we're not funny. Because we're not funny. Right. So what's funny about Canadian movies? The, the, I, on the whole, they're all they're pretty serious. I would say yeah. a lot of a lot of murder and incest and yeah. just general awfulness. I think because of the long winters. Have you? Um, like, I don't know. Man. Like the like the we're three months into 2017, and have you been feeling about? Have you been thinking about murder and incest mostly? No. Um, I haven't I haven't seen that many murder slash incest movies either, and I guess I guess to be fair, we haven't really talked about many of the murder incest movies that are peppered throughout Canada's Canada's cinematic history. But it seems to be what stands out for some yeah. reason. I think we'll get to it eventually. Yeah. But yeah, there's something about the um, brooding and looking for like the undercurrent in society that kind of pops up in a lot of Canadian movies. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, but not today. Nope. Today we're actually going to talk about one that's kind of fun, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about Goon, um, uh, the uh, 2011 hockey movie directed by Michael Douse, written by... Dousey or Douse? Oh, I don't know. I, I was going to say Douse. I thought it was Douse. But you yeah. think it's Dousey? I don't know. Michael, please uh, email us and correct us. <laughs> We'd That'd appreciate cool. that. Uh, written by Jay Barachel. Barachel, for Barichel. sure. Okay. For sure. What did I say? Barachel. Barachel. You say it's Barachel. Barachel. Not Baruchel? No. Okay. It wasn't... It, I'm trying to remember. Was he on some kid's show back in the day? Oh, I don't know. I feel like he was on YTV. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he wrote it, and I guess he was yeah, he also... Wrote uh, Evan Goldberg... Jay's also a producer, is that what you're going to say? And he stars in it? Yeah. Okay. Um, based Evan on Goldberg of like, what? Uh, Seth Rogen Seth Rogen Association fame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I guess Jerry, Jerry Baruchel is sort of part of that group too because he was in the This Is The End. That's right. But um, it's got some serious cred. Yeah. Just on a side note, uh, Evan Goldberg, Seth Rogen. Did you watch Preacher? No. Because I was quite impressed with um, most of uh, the first season of Preacher. Cool. Um, and the first, I think the first two episodes were uh, directed by Evan Goldberg, Seth Rogen, and uh, that was, it was quite good. Yeah, and I think they're, are they credited as creators on the show? Or? Um, they're, yeah, they developed it for yeah. television and, and they're executive producers or producers. Yeah. So yeah. good on those guys. Um, I, I thought that was a graphic novel series that would never be made into a movie or, or TV, but uh, they proved me wrong. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it at all. Yeah. Um, back to Goon. It's based on a book by <laughs> Adam 
Fratasio and Douglas Smith. I think it's based on, um, on the experience of Douglas Smith as a hockey enforcer. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, that's why it says at the beginning of the movie, based on a true story. I didn't even catch that. Okay. Yeah. That's why at the end, or uh, under the credits, there's like a hockey footage of, uh, of a dude getting into fights. That's Douglas Smith. I must have not watched through the okay. credits. <laughs> <laughs> Not getting off to a good start in terms of representing that I actually watched this movie. <laughs> but I've seen it twice, in fact. Okay. Um, but uh, I don't know, how, I don't know uh, the script, how, how, many, uh, how much liberty it took with the book, but uh, we'll be talking about the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's a hockey movie. I guess yes. we, we, so we touched upon the fact that a lot of Canadian movies deal in murder and incest and just general darkness there are i don't know that there's a whole whack load of hockey movies though just on the surface it seems surprisingly underrepresented in canadian movies yeah even though it kind of it shows up always as a thing that they reference like you always see characters watching hockey or referring to a canadian's game or something right mm-hmm. yeah um but um i think in terms of like um straightforward hockey movies i don't i don't know if canada has made that many yeah and certainly not that many good ones okay. um have, have you seen other canadian made hockey movies i did see i can't even remember the name of it but i did see uh, it was more of a made for tv movie directed by uh adam mcgoyan about a, about a guy who um was just sort of it was a troubled individual. He he did play a season or two in the NHL, but then ended up going to jail because he murdered his father. Hmm. And I can't recall, but it yeah, it was not very good. Okay, right. I know that CBC had produced um, like made for TV movie uh, hockey movies, but there and those ones would be based on uh, like a, a popular hockey player, like mm-hmm. um, uh, Maurice Richard and mm-hmm. other people. I don't watch those because I'm not I'm not that much of a hockey fan. Yeah, um, bring me the head of Tim Hortons kind of a hockey movie. Is it okay. not really at all? But <laughs> it has it has some music featuring. I think it's Maurice Richard or some other okay French hockey player sure. doing motivational speaking on top of disco music. Have you seen that yet? I haven't. Yeah, you gotta watch it. I do. I do. Yeah, that goes way back to like our early episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which is I don't want to leave the impression that I don't pick up on your movie recommendations. I just <laughs> just have a full uh, queue of movies to get through. Yeah. yeah. The other type of movie that's the other type of hockey movie that seems to come into Canada are ones that um, that take like a, a deconstructive position on it and try to look at it as like what it means for the Canadian identity or what or what violence means for um, the Canadian Canadian identity as portrayed through hockey and something yeah. like that. And, and those ones I find also um, a little bit less satisfying because um, it's, it's, it feels like they're not really about hockey per se. They're just using hockey as a way to um, tell a darker story about an individual. Mm-hmm. Um, Hello Destroyer? That comes to mind. Yeah. yeah. Any other examples? Or? Um, score. Okay. No, that's, which is not a comedy. I'm, I'm just... Um, sorry, which is not a serious movie. Mm-hmm. Score is like a, it's like a, a bad musical. It's oh. a hockey-based musical. Okay. But, but again, it, like a... You know, like a... Kind of a, a slanted, uh, a skewed version of hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, there seems to be a reluctance to do 
an honest hockey movie. Yeah. Um, but I think Goon comes close. I think Goon is a is a really good hockey movie that is um, about hockey and about uh, and, and it's kind of sincere about hockey culture and why people like hockey. Mm-hmm. You say it comes close. Yeah, I don't know if it's the perfect hockey movie, but um, yeah, I, I guess the it, it's the best example that I can think of right now. Yeah, um, closest to the ideal, but I don't know what the ideal is. So, okay. Yeah, maybe I, I shouldn't say close. Yeah, I should say it's just good. Is that better? I, I don't. You don't. I don't need you to say anything in particular. I was just curious. Well, what why you are you on my? Why are my case? I just. I just wanted to. You know, we're in a, engaging in a conversation. I wanted to follow up on what you meant by comes close. So yeah. If if I. Why do you hate this, everything I say? Man. Okay. Let's just. What do you let's think? Let's just goon? talk about goon. What do you think of goon? Um, I like it a lot. Yeah. Are you a hockey fan? No. I mean, I, I'll, I'll casually go to a game or whatever, but I, I generally, <laughs> I generally actually don't like it for the violent aspects of it, mm-hmm. and yet that was kind of a lot of what I enjoyed about the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'm more of a baseball fan, and or or just other non-team sports in general. Mm. I like Goon in spite of the fact that I'm not okay. a hockey fan. All right. Are you? <laughs> Um, I'm a very casual watcher of hockey, yeah. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother to um, follow a team or, or take an interest in um, in the history of a particular player or anything. Mm-hmm. But you know, if I if I have nothing else to do, I might watch a game. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so because um, you you mentioned baseball, I wanted to ask you something before we get into uh, the nitty gritty of Goon. Mm-hmm. Um, there are. Baseball movies that stand up that stand out as like um, representing baseball as like a special thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you um, um, do you feel baseball is like a special sport? Um, mm. Like a like it has some sort of uh, mystique to it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking of uh, the natural or um, Field of Dreams, which isn't um, it's kind of uh, kind of a, a curveball toward. A, uh, being a baseball movie or yeah. a Bolterum even yeah. which which are about like the the sacredness of going to the baseball diamond and, yeah. and, and enjoying well, I think, the game I, I think the narrative of a pitcher and the challenges that a pitcher faces and, and just kind of the uniqueness of that uh, position in sport in general not just in baseball I think that lends itself to a narrative easier than other other team sports um, I think it's. I think it's also easier to uh, create drama out of a out of a baseball game, or create 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 tension out of a baseball game than it is out of a out of other sports. Maybe maybe that's just because I'm biased toward liking the sport more. But um, for people who are baseball fans, just just the 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 tension of watching a full nine inning game is itself. Um, like it's very dramatic, and whereas I feel I, I feel like other sports can can often just be just more brute force and and don't have the same swings or or uh, ups and downs that a baseball game might have. Hmm. Okay, like that like that uh, like that moment in a baseball game where you know a pitcher has to decide what to throw. Um, yeah, because he's because it might be um, it might be a hitter that he's had a bad record against um, mm-hmm. like I guess you know, I, I can see that there'd be some inherent drama in that mm-hmm. and I wonder if that 
if there if a similar thing comes out of hockey because hockey is like such a fast paced game yeah and and it's and it is such a um, uh, like it relies so much on teamwork that mm-hmm. it isn't about one individual against another individual yeah it, it really is about like the um, uh, a team play coming together and everyone being in their proper positions and um, and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing so I wonder if if that's one of the big differences about telling a hockey story versus a, a baseball story in, yeah. in the movies. Yeah. But in the case of Goon, I think it, it, it does a pretty good job of telling one guy's story um, in the context of where he fits in on a team. Yeah. And I think, I think it, it, it does the right thing in focusing on the enforcer as opposed to, you know, the virtuoso, player that's not living up to his potential or whatever they they just focus on this this goon so to speak that isn't really there because he has any special skill other than the fact that he's good at fighting and um i think i think that is one of the appealing elements of hockey and and um certainly uh, i guess i guess a non-traditional character to, to focus on it in a narrative in a narrative and so it and so it, it, it sticks out in that way. It it feels fresh or interesting, I think. Hmm. Okay. Um, we should back up a bit and I guess tell listeners what the movie's about in case they're unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. So, so Sean William Scott plays uh, Doug Glatt, I think mm-hmm. his name is. Yeah. Um, and he gets discovered at a a minor league hockey game in somewhere in Massachusetts. Yeah, Orange Town, I think. Yeah. So he's he's at the time he's working as a bouncer in a bar. Yeah. And um I guess he calls out one of the players in the game and the, and the player sort of jumps up into the stands and uh and Doug ends up beating the shit out of him and and uh the coach of this of this Massachusetts team who's played by what's his what's nuts? Da Vinci. Da Vinci? Yeah, the guy from Da Vinci's Inquest. Right. right. Uh, Nicholas Campbell. Nicholas Campbell, yeah. He picks him out and says, oh, you know, I want you to play for our team kind of thing. And He doesn't know how to skate, so he shows up in... in uh, he shows up in, um, like, figure skating skates on the on the first practice, and everyone just kind of laughs him out of the room, and, but then he ends up beating the shit out of him again. And, mm-hmm. um, he then... He then gets signed to a team in Nova Scotia, specifically to protect this virtuoso player who is not living up to his potential. And so you kind of see the glimpses of of that more traditional uh, narrative for for a hockey movie. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, I guess it just proceeds from there. They they have a bit of a an internal rivalry within the team, and um, and Doug ends up bringing them together to some to some respect, I guess. I guess, the, yeah. I guess the tension is whether the team will come together. Whether um, the hotshot, his name is Xavier, right? Xavier yeah. Laflamme. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Whether he's gonna um, overcome his um, like he's um, like he suffered a bad hit some games before, so he's a bit nervous about um, about getting roughed up. Mm-hmm. So whether he's gonna overcome that fear, and uh, and whether the team comes together. Why is that? Why is that uh, like that? That that conflict of uh, the team coming together. Why is that um, up in the air? Were, were they not together at the first? Um, was it much of a team when when Doug joins them? 
Uh, well, it's it, it, it's referenced that they're in a bit of a downswing, or I don't know. I don't know that you call it a downswing in hockey. That I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, slump. yeah, the yeah. slump or whatever. Um, and I mean, the captain is is constantly, or no, not the captain, but one of the is it, I think it's the captain is constantly talking about his his bad divorce yeah. and. Um, you know, there's a couple of Russian guys that are that are pulling pranks on the other on the on other the players goalie, yeah. and on the goal, yeah, on the goalie specifically, and um, yeah. So the, it seems like there's there's a lot of internal conflict within the team that does dissipate to a degree. Yeah, but through not that much though, not yeah. like not um, a real noticeable change in their behavior. Other than they just seem to respect each other more at the end. Yeah, well, I think, I, but I, but I do get the sense that Doug kind of leads by example mm-hmm. in in just being very devoted to the team mm-hmm. and uh that definitely has an influence on on xavier's uh character in particular but i think also generally that the team just kind of respects that yeah the thing that stuck out to me was um that doug doesn't have a very dynamic narrative arc yeah like he's he's, kind of, he's essentially the same person at the beginning and at the end yeah um so it is it is just like his his kind of uh like meathead sweetness that kind of just pulls everyone else together yeah yeah so um so he doesn't have to he's kind of like the tom cruise character from what movie just in any tom cruise movie <laughs> <laughs> um no, that, uh, that's not true. Yeah, I guess it's not true. No, because Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise has a very specific arc. Um, Tom Cruise. Well, but but Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise doesn't really have an arc. Well, he's he just, has. He's just. Um, he's just Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise. Because I forget his name in those movies. Yeah, Ethan. Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Ethan Hunt. Yeah. Hunt. Yeah. No, Tom Cruise. Age. Tom Cruise has um, in most of his movies. Um, he. He establishes, he establishes himself in the beginning as awesome, and and the conflict is oh he might not be awesome, and then the resolution is he just he rediscovers that he's awesome. Yeah, I don't I don't see that as an arc though, but that's a Tom Cruise arc. I mean, you know, it's it's because he has doubt that he has failure, he has failings, or or failing might lead him to doubt, and it's like oh should I disband the team? Oh should I give up auto racing? Oh you know, but then he discovers no no I'm pretty fucking awesome. And then yeah. he comes back. So, but Doug Glad <laughs> to bring him back to Goon. I don't think he has that. Um, he doesn't have that moment of doubt. He's just um, he just believes like he should do his part for the team. Yeah. I guess, oh, I guess the only real potential conflict that comes in is with his parents and and their lack of approval of. Oh, again, that's, that's good. Of yeah. his character, sure, or of his or of his decisions to to become a hockey player because they they see it as just this uh, brutish. Sport and, yeah. and um, there's a funny exchange when they're in a restaurant and he's just exclaiming that he's stupid and his brother's gay <laughs> repeatedly. Yeah, but I, I I feel like I feel like this movie does a does a really good job of breaking down a lot of the kind of broy stereotypes that exist within hockey or within the the popular cultural understanding of hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, just just like how you, I think you kind of said that that Doug's character is, is kind of soft. Like he he's not really what you would imagine as an enforcer. No, um, he's well, he's he's just kind of he's just kind of loving and and 
and sweet and off the ice doesn't doesn't exude any of these um, any of these traits that that you would you would typically associate with that's right yeah. someone who who fights for a living yeah we don't see him getting into fights outside of the ring and uh, except for occasionally if 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 someone insults his his uh, the, the the woman that he's wooing or whatever. oh okay yeah well yeah he just doesn't seem like a guy who's looking for trouble that's yeah. what I mean yeah yeah and and then on on ice like his fights are limited to like he's doing it for the team it's not it's not like he holds a grudge against anyone yeah yeah there's even I remember a scene where he even looks at the coach as he's holding a guy by the jersey and and the coach is like come on beat the shit <laughs> like yeah. take him out or whatever and um, he proceeds to pummel him. Yeah, but also, also in terms of kind of bucking those stereotypes, um, typically, typically in this kind of movie, if there's a gay character, it's just it's often played for like gay panic jokes or mm-hmm. um, just laughing at him because he's gay. But it's more the, the humor more comes out of the fact that Doug is very supportive and embracing of him. And and just wants to wants to broadcast to everyone else that he is supportive, and and just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I felt I felt that that dynamic was was um, interesting and, and welcome as a, a piece of of sports filmmaking or I guess sports storytelling. Um, the other characters that populate the film as well, um, there's uh, there's little touches that kind of take the edge off of them being like the you know the the stereotypical sports chalk type yeah yeah um there's uh like there's that one scene where the coach uh nicholas campbell playing the coach in the first team it's revealed that he's like doing a sketch uh when and doug looks over and is like what's that and he's like sketching a wolf and and the coach says oh yeah it's a, it's a sketch i did i i named him loopy and it's just this weird moment where, like, this guy who who should be, um, like, the guys on the team should look up to him because he's the coach and stuff. But he has, like, this soft side. He has this creative side. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just nice. It's a nice moment to just, like, um, just kind of flesh him out. And it kind of sits there as a, um, just, like, an odd moment. It doesn't, uh, there's, it's not going to pay off for, for a joke later on. It's just, like, oh, he also sketches. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, but, and also to get back to the, the um, the kind of gay panic aspects that that are featured prominently in a lot of in a lot of sports movies that isn't played for like oh like what a what a pansy or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other uh, the other team players too. Um, what I thought was interesting in the way that they interact with each other is there is um, there is that locker room humor and uh, sort of somewhat unbridled um, uh, ribbing of, of one another that borders on cruelty or borders on it, it could be homophobic or it could be sexist but I think it it walks uh, a pretty fine line and stays on the good natured side in this movie where, mm-hmm. where the characters can um, pull pranks on the goalie and uh, and imply that his mother is a slut and stuff like that but it doesn't it doesn't get to the point where it seems like it's mean it just seems like it's the way that these guys communicate yeah do you agree yeah yeah um so it's uh so it's interesting that it, they're able to create this team atmosphere um with these uh, with these actors and it 
it feels like there are people who are used to ribbing each other mm-hmm. rather than it's like individuals who are uh, who have a mean streak for for another person mm-hmm. and I think that um, it's not not unique to this movie um, not unique to the sports movie but uh, I think it just is, is another element that comes off pretty well yeah and ter- I, I, I was st- struck by some of the stylistic elements I guess in in a few scenes specifically um, in how the um, how the hockey scenes are shot the the stunt work with with the the checks and and the fights that go on it it seems to be it, it, it came off really impressively I found like it, it really felt you felt the impact of, of these hits and like I was I was I found myself cringing and um, so I, yeah I found that I found the filmmaking to be to be quite effective in those scenes mm-hmm. um, but also in in a few of the fights they they make use of, of some opera music on the on the soundtrack and um, kind of creating that kind of over the top, over the top feeling in the in those scenes, I I, I think hmm. was was effective as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think the the hockey footage um, is pretty well done in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like it doesn't it doesn't feel overly um, staged, yeah. but but it feels like it's like very exciting, and it it's it feels like they're really doing the hits and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also liked um, how bloody the fights were. Uh, yeah. Like the uh, the effects were. Um, um, makeup and, and squibs or whatever. I mm-hmm. guess not, it's not squibs. No one's being shot, but yeah, yeah, like people are spitting blood and all that stuff. And I thought, I thought it was very satisfying just to see that element of it being accentuated, so that it, it felt like it was uh, paying off. If you wanted to see a hockey fight, yeah, here yeah. here was a version of a hockey fight that uh, is pretty much as bloody as um, as like a professional wrestling fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, Have you seen a uh, movie from the 60s Downhill Racer no uh, it's uh, Gene Hackman and uh, Robert Redford and, and Redford is uh, just kind of this hot headed skier that wants to make it onto the US ski team because and, and it happens that this other guy gets injured so he gets a spot and it's just kind of about their battle in terms of him the, the skier just thinking that he's the best there is and then Hackman as the coach trying to rope him in and, and keep him focused kind of thing but there's some falls in that movie that really just feel like, like, okay, we just sent some professional skier down a hill and he just fell on some ice and tumbled and, and possibly broke some limbs. Like, I, I, I was just really, uh, when I was watching that, really taken aback by how real the, um, how real the falls felt. And so it's just, it's just, striking when you when you see that and it and and you actually and in outside of a martial arts context where you where you typically see good stunt work like that it, it it's good to see quality stunts in in what's ostensibly a comedy kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. i think like the filmmakers of goon um i i think it comes across that they that uh, i think they're fans of hockey yeah but also that they wanted to to create something that um, feels like it's authentically hockey um, and so the, the hockey footage I think is one element of it the other thing is um, like the fights that they that they stage and also uh, they reference like this, this other character he's uh, played by Liev Schreiber 
Um, he's he's like this veteran enforcer who's been suspend, who's been suspended for a number of games. When they show the footage of of his actions on ice, um, like those those fights, those hits, I don't know if you picked up on it, but they um, like they're they're um, they're referencing like real fights that happened in, in the NHL. Oh, okay. Um, like the one, I think it's the I think it's the hit where um, you see in the in the footage where um, Xavier is knocked out. Yeah, right. I think that I think they're trying to like reference um, the Todd Bertuzzi hit. Yeah. Um, and uh, maybe some other ones that are uh, hockey fans. I think would. Uh, sh- Surely recognize them more easily than than I can, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. even as a casual viewer, I I was watching it and I was saying like, oh, that that looks like that thing I saw on TV, or, yeah. or that looks like that thing I saw on, on the sports replay. So they're I, I think they're very um, um, very cognizant about uh, about the staging and and uh, and referencing things that are that are, that feel real to the fans. Yeah, so. but I guess I guess they don't really take it to the level of really feeling the magnitude of of that violence because in reality that I remember that Todd Bertuzzi scenario where that I mean that guy I feel like he was in a coma for a while whoever was the victim of that of mm-hmm. that hit and it was like I mean I don't I don't know that Bertuzzi played in the league after that he was he was suspended for a long time and yeah. then then he went back and he was traded to a different team yeah um, and stuff like that but yeah that, the player that was hit that was the end of his career yeah, and I guess, well, I guess, I guess it, it's it wasn't as bad because this guy just had a, a concussion, and it was more it was more so that um, he couldn't get back into the league because he was he was just he just kind of had more of a fear fear complex or, or block in his mind that he just couldn't play to the same level. Um, yeah, the character in, in Goon. Yeah, Xavier Leflam. But yeah. but I guess I guess I guess what I'm trying to get at is it, they still they still hold on to the the comedic aspects of it and they don't really it, it's not it's not a movie about you know the 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 impact of head injuries in no. sports or whatever no this is not the dark take on hockey violence this is the almost a fantasy take on hockey violence like it it really i almost want to say wallow if that, but you know it just it really embraces the violence and and it it's really upfront about the fact that it's part of the entertainment yeah and uh um and it, per- perhaps that's why I could enjoy it more in this movie than I do in actually watching a hockey game. Because at least in this movie, it's like, oh, this isn't real. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Where I, although although I guess I guess depending on how um, how effective the stunts were, they they might have they, they might have injured some of the stunt people. I don't know. But, mm-hmm. um, but but I think it's interesting. You like you're saying in this movie when you watch the violence, you know that it's 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 fake. It's for entertainment. Yeah. But in a hockey game, you think it's it's real and it's and it's um, it's not as um, enjoyable. Yeah. But for a lot of people, um, a lot of hockey fans, they probably watch it with this with the same attitude, except that they enjoy it. Yeah. They, because it is real, potentially real. Um, it's an exciting. It's it's a more exciting game because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether it's whether hockey violence, um, like, I guess we're talking about the NHL, but yeah. you know, whether it is just people getting pissed off and and trying to knock each other out, um, or whether it's a strategic thing because you want to psychologically impact the other team, or whether it's an entertainment thing um, where 
maybe it's on the level of, of professional wrestling where if the fans want to see a fight, maybe you send two guys out there and they, they put on a show. Yeah. Um, I turn the implication that this movie makes. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's probably, um, probably where, um, the attitude lies in, in yeah. terms of, uh, why there's violence in hockey is yeah. part of the show. Yeah. yeah. Although with, with the sequel of Goon out, the subtitle being the last of the enforcers, I guess the implication is, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know enough about hockey to know if, if it is something that's being discussed at, of, of removing from the sport, but that title seems to suggest to me that there's at least some discussion around it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You mentioned the, um, the, the bit with Nicholas Campbell just kind of doodling something. Um, it's just another comedic bit that stuck out for me was, was when he, uh, he goes on the date with, with Alison pill. And I think, I think it might even be that she, um, confesses to him at that point that she has a boyfriend and then he just kind of walks away. But as, as he's walking away, he gets hit in the face with, with a piece of garbage and then proceeds to uh, explain to her that this is just something that happens to him. Just the, the way that that whole thing, that whole thing unfolded was fucking hilarious. Yeah. It just, it just, he just keeps adding on to it to say, you know, like, oh, this is something that happens. And just, just the way that he just so casually outlines that, you know, yeah, I just, I just get hit in the face with garbage. Like it's, it's hilarious. But, um, I think, I think just in general, the casting of Sean William Scott in this role is really interesting as well because obviously his his main role before Goon was Stifler in the in the American Pie movies and so he he kind of represents that just really broy just like getting wasted banging chicks kind of dude mm-hmm. and so to see him play the exact opposite character in a role that should be that Stifler dude, I just think is really interesting. So I, I, I feel like it, I feel like it must have been intentional, intentional on some part to to cast him in that role. I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah, and I think he yeah, he's he's quite good in this role. Yeah, yeah. Do you like Jay Baruchel? Do you like his character? I mean, <laughs> firstly, do you like his character in this movie? Um, and do you like him in general? Um, yeah, I'd say I like him in general. Hmm. Seems like he's doing his darndest to promote the Canadian film industry, which is good. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that he stays busy and, and he's uh, he's representing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His character in here, though, is... Um, <clears throat> pretty annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty annoying. I don't understand. Um, uh, I was surprised at first where his character, um, who's, who's just a friend of, of uh, Doug... Um, he has a cable access show. Yeah, yeah. But this uh, this movie made in the two thousands. Um, I, I I'm just surprised that that was still seen as like a relevant avenue for someone to um, for their hobbies or their way of expressing their their fanhood is yeah. to have a cable access show. Yeah. Well, I guess. I mean, that could that could certainly be part of of the fanhood of hockey that that we're just not familiar with. But it 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 did it was alluding to kind of transitioning to more of an online content model because there were there were a few instances where he was kind of yeah, he had a handheld camera in the in the stands and and um 
it's more of like a vlog type of feel to it. Um, so I would I would be curious to see in the new movie if if he's now just a, a YouTuber or something like that. But hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I guess I don't know enough about hockey media to know if if that's a thing or not. But hmm. more may, might more just be a a way to insert his character into the movie and and keep him there throughout. If you if you had a chance, would you do this? Would you change this podcast into a cable access show? <sighs> I don't know, man. What, like, what? I guess we'd have to do a set design. Uh, what yeah, would I, the set? Des- just a bunch of, bunch just, of maple leaves. Just be what's there. Yeah. <laughs> just be what's there. Yeah. <laughs> just whatever room we're in. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. It, we might have a, a larger audience with cable access. Yeah, that's possible. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I think I think uh, I think we just got to keep doing more. Where else to go with Goon? Talked about, talked about violence. Talked about hockey. Talked about mm, Nova Scotia. You want to talk about Nova Scotia? I don't really have anything to say, no. except for the fact that it's the first movie that we've seen set in Nova Scotia. Except that it was um, all filmed in Manitoba. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. It, it looked there. Were, there were definitely some establishing shots that seemed coastal. Oh, I, maybe they just maybe they just bought that later, but. Yeah. Um, so it was what is it at like Guy Madden's <laughs> studio or something? His bar. Yeah, yeah I don't. Um, just from the credits, it looked like it was mainly uh, Manitoba. Oh, okay, yeah. But the hockey rink um, compared to the baseball diamond in the movies, the baseball diamond is is almost a sacred place. Yeah, I don't know if the hockey rink is ever portrayed as a sacred place. Yeah, um, though the the team crest. At one point, or at several points in this movie, that uh, there's uh, there's this implication that that the team teammates should treat the team crest with more respect. Yeah. Right. But um, but the rink itself, it seems um, it seems to be a place that is for the common man. I think one of I think one of the part of the culture of hockey. Is is that it? It's just where people make noise and they drink beer and they they shout at the players and people fight. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that is um, in terms of a sports environment that's very different from a lot of other sports. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot more mythology built up around baseball. I think. And yeah. Well, there's the baseball uh, for sure. There's also like like boxing. The ring is like a sacred place. Yeah. Um, and uh, where else would what else would uh, be similar? I think football. I think the the gridiron in football is treated that way. No? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, if anything, the, maybe the locker room is uh, in in hockey. Maybe the dressing room is more of a sacred place. Yeah, that makes sense. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think like I, like I was saying earlier in terms of baseball, just lending itself to narrative better um it also has a better sense of place because each baseball diamond is unique in its own way in terms of how how deep the outfield is or um you know if you if if you have to hit it over like the green monster in in uh i think that's boston um uh, each each field has its own unique identity 
Whereas a hockey rink is just whatever logo is in the center of the ice. That is the extent of, of its uniqueness, I guess. Hmm. And I guess the mascots have, have something to do with it, but mascots don't feature heavily in this movie, really. No, I don't think they do. Yeah. Except he buys a, he buys a plush doll for, for uh, Alison Pill's character at one point. Yeah. It's official. Yeah. I thought that was funny, too. Yeah. The way. Yeah, I guess, I guess another, another thing to touch on in terms of her character is... Well, I guess we haven't really touched on her much at all, but... Um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was interesting that, you know, it was a love story that, that was centered around hockey as well. It wasn't as if he met her at a bar and, and you know, she wasn't a fan or whatever. It was, it was very specific that, you know, she was attracted to him because he was a hockey player and, and because she loved the sport and she loved this team and, and, and all of those elements. Um, as a, I, I guess just in terms of showing that, that women also like sports is, is of value, I think. Just because the the stereotype can often be that that they don't. Sports groupies are people too. Yeah, but maybe uh, I don't know. I guess we're just kind of running out of things to, to talk about with this movie. Um, I'm I'm trying to remember what this um, what this movie was called. But another another Canadian hockey movie. I'm just remembering this now that I would recommend listeners to check out is I'll I'll get the title in a second. But it's about a a black character in, uh, I want to say, uh, yeah, here it is. It's, it's called Across the Line. And, um, yeah, it's in, so it's in Nova Scotia, and it's about a black character who's um, playing in in kind of youth leagues or whatever, but is is being um, being pursued quite heavily by the NHL, and he has a lot of promise and all of these things. But um, because of because of the sort of racial attitudes in his community, um, he gets himself into some, some legal trouble and that kind of causes him to, uh, these, these potential contracts to, to disappear hmm. uh, or at least be brought into question. And uh, so I guess that's more an example of, of what you were saying in terms of uh, the hockey movie being, the, the hockey being secondary to um, the, the other narrative that they want to tell. And, and in this case, it being sort of, Racism in, in in small towns in Canada, and and apparently it's it's based on a number of true stories that have that have occurred in Nova Scotia, where there were there was rioting that went on at this high school hmm. because of, of racial tension between the students and um, and and this this hockey player got wrapped up in it and, and kind of lost out on his his hopes of of, uh, of an NHL career. Hmm. Uh, but it was a good movie, directed by this guy that goes by Director X. Oh. who uh, I think mostly has done um, music videos. Oh, okay. Specifically Rihanna's work from last year. So that was, good. that was a good video. I see. So X is really making a name for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to check out Goon 2, Last of the Enforcers? I was, I was planning to, but it's, it's only in theaters till tomorrow. I checked. Oh, it's not, it's okay. not going to come back for another week. Ah, okay. So classic Canadian movie, only in theaters for two weeks. And yeah. By the time I get up the energy to go see it, it's gone. So I don't know. I might I might try and see it tomorrow. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, that's too bad. I, I think I'd want to. Uh, I'm willing to check out Goon too. Um, so I'll have to wait for it on on DVD or on demand. I think. Yeah. yeah. Any last things about Goon? Last thing about Goon. No, I'm good. Good. Um, and did you recognize anything um, ident- identifiably Canadian in Goon? Uh, I guess like I was in Nova Scotia. 
as a location. Just haven't seen that yet. So okay, yeah. was it right? Did, did, were there things that stood out as like that's for sure the Nova Scotia skyline? Um, I guess the fact that there was no skyline, <laughs> and then yeah, like I said, just just that coastal feel, but but it's specifically East Coast, mm. and kind of and being on the coast during winter. Mm. It's not something you see often, right. or, or during a during an icy sub-zero winter, as opposed to a Vancouver temperate winter. Right. Although I guess you see that in uh, Manchester by the Sea from last year. There was some coastal imagery in that movie, right? And it was in America, so does, it's the, not, does not, that eastern coastal feel the same, or does it, can you tell like how far north you are on that on that coast? Mm. I don't know. Um. There was uh, cameos by um, TV, by Canadian TV personalities. Okay. Um, there was the Trailer Park Boys, most. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They were the they were the crew behind the uh, cable access show. Yeah. And did you recognize the, the the announcer at the hockey games? I did not. Okay, I was curious. If Is he, he somebody? No, I don't know. Okay, he might. Be, but I, I, want, I, I was thinking maybe he's just like a retired announcer because he certainly has that voice. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And the cadence to be an announcer. Yeah, that could be true. Yeah. So I liked I liked um, I liked what he was saying though that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. That's it, man. I, I don't know so. anything that's. I guess it's. I mean, it's about hockey, which is a Canadian thing, but it's not. I guess we can't really claim ownership of hockey. No, no, unless it's in another movie where it's referencing. But I, that's fine. Let's just let's go to the scoring. Yeah. Uh, eighty-seven Leafs out of eighty-seven. Yeah. Okay. 62. Oh, it's just 77. Because that's if you turn a hockey stick upside down, it's like a seven. That's good logic. So you just change your vote. Yeah. On the fly. Yeah. Nice. Um, Sure, I'll give it 75. Or maybe 31 for uh, Curtis Joseph, who who was my. uh, I had a a jersey of his when I was a kid. Oh. That's also nice. Yeah. So you've given it three different scores. Yeah. That's a hat trick. <laughs> if my hockey knowledge is correct. High five. <laughs> okay. So that's all we have to say about Goon. Yep. And Check it out. Yeah. It's fun. We'll look up our other content on iTunes or on our website, filmedincanada.net. Uh, or email us at filmedincanada at gmail.com. I mentioned it in the last one, which might even go up after this one anyway, but we're probably not going to talk about your movie if you email us about it, but we might. <laughs> just depends on how we're feeling that day, I guess. Though, you know, if somebody had one in a festival coming up um, and we recorded well enough in advance, we might announce it for you. Yeah. Might we? Or do you think we would do that? I don't know. There's there's a bunch of stuff that's coming up that I feel like we should probably be promoting, but I just don't I just don't care enough. I don't know. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. But like, is that like is, we're not we're not doing our part for Canadian movies? Yeah, should we be? I don't know. It's not like we're we don't we don't post regularly enough to know like what we should announce. Though. That's the yeah part of the problem. Yeah, I had I had someone suggest to me that we should let people know what movie we're going to review next so that they can. Watch oh, it. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I could do that through Twitter. Yeah. Is that what you want, listeners? Because you could have spoken up. Shitbags. <laughs> We're really making a compelling case for why you should interact with us. <laughs> yeah. 
um, our, our pleas for emails in the past have not gone unanswered. Yeah. So we do appreciate that. But um, thanks for the support. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, just watch some Canadian movies and let, let us know what ones we should talk about in the future. That's a good thing to do. Like we'll take suggestions, what you're saying? Yeah, I yeah. think so. We'll at least take the suggestions. Yeah. We won't, yeah. Whether we follow up on it or not, we'll uh, leave to be determined. Yeah. yeah. TBD. Right. Okay. Thanks, Alexander. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy.